0: And being involved in the church, you guys, as a church plant, you kind of know that there are ups and downs in in church work. There's good times and there's hard times. There's moments of joy and celebration and there's moments of grieving and, you know, God, what are you doing? Um, what's going on? And in all those times in my life, um, back in college, God brought a verse to me, um, in, you know, in the book of Zephaniah, it's Zephaniah 317, that he... Um, he just spoke to me and he said, this is it for you. This is your life verse. And this is the passage that I go back to over and over and over again in the highs and the lows of life. And that's what I just want to want to share with you today is this passage. And let's pull out some truth. So if you have a Bible, you can turn. If you want to look on your phone, um, we don't have it up on the screen or maybe they can throw it up there quick. I don't even know if that's possible. But Zephaniah 317, this is what it says. It says, the Lord, your God, is with you. Knowing who is with you changes everything. Um, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark, like big time. Anybody willing to admit that they were afraid of the dark? I was huge afraid of the dark as a kid. And every night it was the same routine. You know, my mom and dad would, hey, Jared, you got to go to bed. And they would leave the hall light on. Um, but my dad, being just like any other father in the 80s, as soon as I fell asleep, the hall light was off, <laughs> the door was shut, and you're on your own. Um, I had this um, a Britney Spaniel that Candy, um, she would... Um, she, she'd sleep with me at the very beginning of the night. And at some night, she'd be, you know at some point in the night, she'd betray me and you know go sleep with my dad or go sleep in the living room. And so I'd wake up in the middle of the night, absolutely terrified. My brother would just torture me with making me watch scary stories. I have an older brother, um, and so he would torture me. And so you know I grew up you know watching these scary things and I'd have these nightmares. And we had this little branch you know that looked like ET's finger tapping on my window and. <laughs> And, you know, he's like, oh, that's E.T., he's coming to get you. And for some reason, E.T. terrified me. It's supposed to be like a family-friendly movie. I hate that thing. I don't, I, don't, I can't even watch it today. Um, and so I would just be terrified in the middle of the night, and I would wake up. And you know how the routine is, parents. You know, you lay in bed. You know, your little kids probably do this to you. And, you know, and the next thing you know, you hear just that soft whisper, you know, Dad, you know, and that was my routine. Dad, you know, is anything going to get me? Does is anything hear me? Is the monster coming out of the closet? dad, you know, and I'd get that bravery, dad, you know, screaming, and dad would come in, son, what is wrong with you? I'm scared, dad, you know, E.T.'s out the window, the boogeyman's in the closet, I need your help, you know, and, and he would put me to, back to bed and say, Jared, you got to go to sleep. My dad was very patient, um, which just surprised Haley because he's not a very patient man now, but when I was a little kid, he was. Um, and, uh, and then as, as I got older, instead of, instead of him coming in, I would creep out, of my bed and go into his bed, you know, with my parents. And then they got to the point where they started locking the bedroom door and I'd <laughs> sleep in the hallway. And, and then I figured out how to pick that, you know, and so I'd pick the lock and, you know, it was one of those cheap locks. And I would go in, I'd jump in bed, and Dad's like, Jared, you're, you're 15 years old, you got to <laughs> quit this, you know. It wasn't that quite old, but it was, it was that. I was just deathly scared of the dark. But just knowing that my dad was there changed everything for me. My dad told me a story um, he He served in Vietnam two tours. He had a really rough job um, he would They would drop him behind enemy lines with you know a few guys and he would sit on a mountainside with this big dish and he would sit with headphones on and he would just listen to enemy troops and where they were and, and that was kind of, and then he would signal back and so there would be just a few guys on this mountainside and, and you know, you know we didn 't talk about this until later in life and You know, he said, Jared, it was was the most terrifying experience. He said the hardest thing about that was sleeping at night, you know, because you would just, you would be in the middle of the forest, you know, or rainforest or whatever it is, and you're surrounded by every person that wants to take your life, and it's pitch black outside. You know, if you've ever been in a cave, you know, he said when the clouds were out and the sun, you know, and the stars were covered, you know, you could hold your hand in front of your face, and you just couldn't see it. And, so, and to try to sleep that way, you know, he said the big fear was is that when I would fall asleep that, that I had this irrational fear that people would leave, you know, that my guys, something would happen and I would wake up and be alone. And so he said that him and one of his buddies devised a routine where they started sleeping on each other. They would lean back and he would lean back and the other guy would lean back. And, and he said that was the only way I could find peaceful sleep was by knowing that this buddy, this person who cared about me who would give his life for me is right there he he wasn't leaving me and he said knowing that somebody's with you changes everything and that's what the scripture says the scripture says that the lord your god is with you period the lord your god is with you there's a few scriptures if you want to write these on the back of your i think there's a place in your notes that you can take notes if you want to You might want to go back and read these at some point during the week. But Matthew 28, 20, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's given the Great Commission. He's sending them out. He's about to go to be with the Father. It's after his resurrection. And he ends, he says, um, he ends with this. He says, In teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the ages. Now that word always, that's a huge word. Joshua 1, 9. um, He says, God, God tells Joshua, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Hebrews 13.5, never will I leave you. Never, well, I, that word never, those words always, it doesn't leave any room for God other than being by your side. So what's the problem? You know, because I'm sure there have been times in this journey that you've said, God, where are you? We're worn out, we're tired. If it's in your family or if it's with some sort of crisis, and we say, God, where are you? And, and I just want to say that God never abandons us. Maybe it's our issue Maybe we're not sensing him. Maybe we're not seeing him. But the word of God promises, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So the Lord your God is with you. The second thing, it goes on to say, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. Sarah was a great song choice. He is mighty to save. Growing up in the 80s, I was pretty spoiled. I mean, you had Indiana Jones, right? The greatest movie of all time. Um, you had Star Wars when it's prime before they did Jar Jar Binks and all that junk. Um, you had the princess bride and, you know, I grew up in Dallas, but my family, my dad's side of the family live in rural East Texas. And so we pretty much, my parents would just say, look, you're going to your grandparents. We're taking the summer off. We're not going to be parents for a few weeks. You go and, and, you know, just run amok. And that's what we would do. We would get out there and we'd put stick in our hands and, you know, and we were fighting and, you know, and, and each other, we would, my, my grandparents had this weird idea to give us whips, you know, and so we would pretend we were. (laughs) Indiana Jones and we were grabbing limbs and trying to swing across you know at like 10 or 12 and we'd see how close we could pop each other without really popping each other. It's a terrible idea for a 10 and 13 year old. Um but guys, guys are just geared up like that, right? You give us you give us a stick and it's a BB gun. You know, it's a it's a pistol. We're playing cops and robbers. We're playing you know cowboys and Indians. We're we're that superhero that you know that saves the day and and I think The scripture says that we were created in God's image, and I think that's why that's so ingrained in us, that we want to be the people that save others, because God is one that saves. The scripture says that the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He just doesn't barely get it done. He just doesn't swoop in at like the last minute nick of time. But that word mighty, it's just like there's nothing that can hold back the saving grace of God. There's nothing that can interfere with his saving grace in our lives. Period. Romans eight thirty five and 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it's written, For your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. It's my favorite part. No. In all these things, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I don't think Paul left any room. He didn't leave any room for anything else to get in the way of the love of God in our lives. He is mighty to save. And you look throughout Scripture and you see it. God saved Noah from a flood, right? God saved Israel from Egypt and rescued them out. He he rescued them from the desert and their wandering. The surrounding invaders, Daniel from a lion's den, David from Goliath, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament from a fiery furnace. I just lost my earpiece. The disciples from mundane lives. Paul from his...